0: good evening everybody and welcome back to another episode of totally uncalled for i'm your boy jack and as always i got my co-host dinger with me let me mm-hmm. get i a-
1: mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. i'm a tough guy Ooh, dinger you, you've been uh listening to your Billy yeah Island so recently?
1: you know i'm gonna start this off with a little mini rant you know just give my thoughts and you know we'll bounce back and forth because we were
0: all I, all I asked yeah, was if you've yeah, been listening have, to Billie Eilish.
1: But, you know, yes we were no. talking about it, you know, before the pod, and, you know, it started getting, you know, sort of good, so we decided, you know, it's sort of mainstream right now, why don't we just throw it in the pod? So, you know, I've been seeing this girl, Billie Eilish, some 16-year-old girl that sort of looks like a dude, but...
0: Wait, she's only fucking 16, 16 17. and she does not look like a dude. Anyway, she dresses but, uh,
1: like a dude, so... um, Anyway so you know i I was you know listening to some of her songs and at first i'm like i don't get what like this chick's deal is like i don't get why really everybody loves her so i go and i like go online and i'm like reading all these interviews so i'm like okay this chick is weird but like i fuck with her sort of heavy and then i went back and listened to her music and i was like well this shit like sort of snaps in a weird way the more I listen to it, the more I sort of like it. And I don't get why I like her. I, I, I don't get her whole shtick, and I don't get her music at all, but I fuck with it. Jack, what are, you, what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, bro. Uh, it's, it's weird. i never heard of this girl, and one day she popped up on my Instagram, like explore page or something. So I'm like, all right, let me check this out. And I see a video of fucking blood, or whatever it is, pouring out of her fucking eyeballs. And I'm like, what in the fuck is this? Like, dang it, what, do you, what is that I, like,
1: So she was rubbing her that... face. Obviously, it was like blood on her hand, or, you know, quote-unquote blood. I thought it was, like, supposed to be period blood. And I was like, ew. But I, but I feel like the whole... Why would
0: period blood be coming out of her Okay, eyeballs? well, I, I, you know,
1: I didn't see... Uh, That's not the scene in particular I'm talking about, but yeah, I mean she's just like a weird chick, and she owns it and doesn't give a fuck, which is sort of you know why I like her. You know, she she said in an interview something along the lines of like, you know, oh like I love it when people don't like me. You know, the conversation is all about me. Like I don't give a fuck. Like I am who I am. You know, which you know I, I that's how I live my life. You know, I don't only smoke blunts. Actually, I don't at all, but I am blunt. So, you know, she,
0: <laughs>
1: Giggity. um, so yeah, she just like tells it how it is. You know, I feel like I'm sort of the same person and I'm not like comparing myself to her. Cause I mean, yeah, I'm definitely weird as fuck, but th- in, in a much like different non Cali type of way, but it's, 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 I don't know. And you, what you were saying, she's like, apparently like a hype beast or some shit like that.
0: Yeah, dude. Like, uh, I followed her on Instagram because she's, like, mad weird and mad edgy, and I fuck with that shit, I guess. Um, and uh, I just see her posting all these pictures, and, like, first off, her shoes is what catches my eye. Like, she's getting some off-whites. She's got some, some fucking, like, Balenciaga, like, some really cool shit she's rocking. But then, like, her clothing, it's all of those same designer brands, but it it ain't my style per se. I I wouldn't rock any of the shit that she's wearing. And that's probably why you say she looks like a dude. Cause it it is kind of like really baggy, like men's style, menswear. And I'm like, I was like, what the, like, why is it? I don't understand. Like she's not like any, any artist I've, I've ever like encountered. And I think that's why I'm drawn to her. Is that something that you would? A hundred percent.
1: The only thing that, you know, you know, I guess I don't like is the fact that, you know, I'm pretty sure her following is probably a bunch of like younger preteens teenage girls. And not that, you know, her pole persona and her whole like shtick, which is I don't give a fuck. Like I am who I am, be who you want to be. Like that's definitely a good miss it message to give to kids. But I feel like her music videos and you know, like I wish you were gay and stuff stuff like that you know maybe isn't the best thing to be flooding a 13 14 year old girl's mind with but honestly at the same time fuck it we're all doomed society's fucked um shit's gonna happen evil is real (laughs) shout out mr freeze my uh high school teacher who you know impounded on our braids evil is real and he would say it just like that in class (laughs) just basically saying you know you can do your best to change the world, but you're never going to rid the evil out of the world. There's evil people, and there's nothing you can do to stop them. Evil is real. So, and
0: so, are you saying that Billy no, Idol? No, 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 no. I'm just is... saying, like,
1: like, you know, I don't give a fuck what kids are doing nowadays, anyway, because shit's going to happen regardless. People are evil. You know, like, I'm not saying like okay. she's clouding the minds of younger children, and which is, I, which is not what I was saying. Because, because they're, already they're, all, they're already clouded. they're already crowded. Like social media age is, you know, brought up a whole different animal where, you know, my mom, my mom is, you know, works in the school system. And obviously she's had to deal with, you know, bullying from, you know, however long she's been in the school system, which has been a long fucking time. And now half the shit she deals with is, this person said this thing about me online. This person commented bad on my Instagram. And it's, you know, a lot of social media feuds between kids, which is fucking hilarious. If you ask me that, you know, most of these kids' problems stem from social media, which, you know, is why another player like LeBron James just, you know, waited till Brawny was in high school before he allowed him to get a fucking Instagram. Which, you know, I thought was actually a power dad move by him. Because, you know, the second he gets an Instagram, well, he gets $2 million, yeah. And he's posted shit like, we don't trust these homes. Like, you like, know, it was a weird-ass fuck. sound ridiculous. That was
0: so ridiculous. It's fucking
1: like, Tuesday! Although, that that was just pretty funny. And, you know, it just shows the goofiness yeah, that... of, you know... LeBron. And so, wait, so Jack, this is a surprise topic that we're going to oddly transition into really quickly. So, you know, it's just, it just, you know, (laughs) random dinger tangent, dinger tangent. So a lot of what we've been seeing going on with NFL and quarterbacks and beer chugging, you know, we both like to beer chug, but we're not going to tout our own abilities. We're going to just talk about, you know, how, Everybody is loving all these quarterbacks chugging at these men. You got Josh Allen pounding a can at a charity softball game. You got fucking, the, you got, you know, Matt Stafford just casually chugging a beer after Aaron Rodgers put off a piss poor pussy showing. And, you know, David Bakhtiari just showing his elite chugging level, just pounding beer one, beer two, and just giving a uh, to the fucking crowd out there. You know how we do out there. hmm. And, it's just mm-hmm. – everybody's loving it. You got Mahomes joining the thing. I think every starting quarterback should do this in the NFL.
0: So where are you getting that, Daniel? So where are you getting that? Uh, right. So
1: I was sort of thinking, I feel like the NBA ratings are starting to, like, plummet a little bit because they were at, you know, all, like, really, really low this year. And even going into the playoffs is I feel like the NBA is starting to feel like an elitist league to me where, you know, I can translate to, you know, the, the players that are pounding beers at a fucking hockey game when they're watching on, cheering on their team or at a softball game, just getting tossed a beer, snagging it and chugging it. You know, it relates to the modern American, you know, most fans where, you know, these NBA players are, you know, meeting up at each other's house, sipping on a bottle of Pinot, Pinot Duar on a fucking yacht, chugging, chugging it straight from the bottle and, you know, just sipping on your reds and, you know, I'm Not that I'm against wine drinkers, but, you know, I mean, I'll drink it occasionally if I'm having a nice steak or something like that. But, I mean, you know, I'm a beer pounder, and, you know, I think most of America is with me and with it. And that's why the NFL is so popular, because a lot of these players are relatable. You know, you get so many of these undrafted players that come from a D2 school, a D3 school, come out of fucking nowhere. You have Julian Edelman lighting it up, Wes Welker 5'8", you know, just people that, you know, you wouldn't think would make it in the NFL or make it in the NFL. and the NBA, you don't get that. All the stars are people that have been protege brought up when they were 16 years old, knowing they're going to make millions and millions of dollars. So that's sort of why I think the NFL is going to stay on top and is the most popular league. Because, you know, you got the NBA trying to be too progressive now, trying to get word of the word owner. The dude who pays $4 billion for the team, owned, who basically owns the right to everything that you own, He's he's a fucking owner. What what is changing the title going to do? He still fucking owns the team, regardless. So you know, the NBA just is starting to feel like the elitist league, and the NFL is going to stay king because it's the league of the people. You know, they're the most relatable type of people. And I just wanted to get that out there. You know, shout out my dog John Middlecoff for you know bringing this to my attention so I could weigh on it in on it as well. So yeah.
0: So, Digger, you're telling me that you wanted to uh, pivot into this conversation about how the NFL is the best from absolutely no apparent Well, of we started talking
1: about LeBron James, and it got me to, you know, LeBron James drink, drinking wine. And then, you know, after I thought about him drinking wine, you know, it, it you know, brought me to, you know, something I'd heard John Middlecoff talk about on uh, a 30 second periscope. And then, you know, it turned into a Dinger rant.
0: Well, Dinger, um, I definitely admire your passion. Let's for go, football.
1: football. Yeah, I love me some football. My name is Dinger. Mm-hmm.
0: But let's try to stay on topic tonight, all right? Um, I know well, Jack, Jack, t- Jack. Sorry, real quick. But, you know,
1: they didn't ask for our opinion, but we're going to give it to them anyway, remember? You know, totally uncalled for. That is, true.
0: Totally
1: that is our mission.
0: That is our mission. So I will agree with you there. Um, and I know that you were talking a lot of shit about the NBA and how they're a uh, bunch of pussies drinking wine and, and not chugging beer. I mean, like I still enjoy guys, NBA. It's just not, they're too...
1: just, the players aren't relatable. Like,
0: what do you mean the players aren't relatable? I... Look at fucking Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi
1: Leonard is a dude who hardly talks. And is a built like a fucking robot. Like I can't relate to an alien slash robot guy. Yeah, I enjoy watching him. You know, snag a ba- basketball like a fucking Mister Extendo, like Machine Man, like <laughs> clamp on the ball, like scoop it off the goddamn floor, and you know, you know, this is the like 45 degree angle, ja? Like splash, boom, three. You know, like, I can't really relate to that as much as I can, like, just, you know, running, 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 boom, fuck that motherfucker up, type shit. Or, you know, I throw ball, I catch ball, <laughs> you know? What about Pascal
0: Siakam? You can't relate to that, uh, man? No, I, I'm... Look at that. Uh, improved and, you players. know, I'm
1: certainly happy for him. I think Pascal Siakam is, you know, an incredible athlete and player and a great story. But, you know, Jack... You know, personally, I'm from the United States of America and not Cameroon, you know. So I, I definitely haven't had the cultured life experience of, you know, living out in Cameroon and moving at the age of 14 out here to, you know, play some basketball, getting recruited by a school like New Mexico State and, you know, balling out hard at New Mexico State mm-hmm. and, you know, just heading out to Toronto. So, no, I have not lived the life of Pascal Siakam. I think it's an incredible story, but it's – you know, not really that relatable to me. A, a story like Adam Thielen, you know, stops playing Division Two football and, you know, basically takes a job, accepts a job as a dental equipment salesman, and out of nowhere just sees that there's a regional combine, pays $100, $200 to enter, and, you know, is competing against a bunch of, you know, 200-pound, 30-, 40-year-old men that, you know, just, like, see, like, do you want to join the NFL? And they're like, hell, yeah, I want to join the NFL. Competing, you know, with a bunch of people like that, runs a 4 four forty and, you know, goes to a regional, like a, like, like a t- regional combine in Dallas, Texas, and lights it up, gets signed off an undrafted free agent, works his ass off on special teams for three straight years, and then becomes, you know, one of the top ten receivers in the NFL. So, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a lot more relatable story than – You know, Pascal Siakam just being born 6'9 and having arms as long as a fucking Cadillac and, you know, just learning to shoot the ball. So, yeah, there's quite a difference there.
0: Well, I'm I'm sure Pascal Siakam was not born 6'9. That would uh, be pretty painful on his mother. So, Um, but you're right. I guess you're right. Uh, So, are you saying that there's still hope for you, Dinger, that you could uh, take the Adam Thielen route and – Maybe make it to the Um, NFL?
1: You know, I think my athletic competitive, well, you know, I'm not going to say my competitive athletic days are over, but, you know, any dreams and hopes that I had of joining the NFL sort of ended when, you know, I I decided I was just going to party and fuck around in college. So, you know, yeah, maybe Hmm. I could have gone the same route as Adam Thielen, you know, played D2, you know, worked my ass off, gone an undrafted free agent, but you know, I wouldn't have met you that way, and we wouldn't have this wonderful podcast that our enjoy- viewers enjoy so much. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Chink, <laughs> you owe me soda. All right, so, let's go on topic.
0: All right. All right. Yeah, let's let, let's bring this topic train back on the racks, and then and, and let's talk about the NBA finals. You know, we uh we have a dedication to our listeners on this podcast to bring you all the news in sports and. Before we get into the finals talk, let's talk about the lawsuit pending between Kawhi Leonard and Nike. Dinger, I know you've been reading up on this a little bit, but I'll give us a little bit of uh, background on what's going on here. So, a little while back, I have the article up. Let me pull it up one once more. I can get it for you. Um, back in 2011, right after Kawhi was drafted, uh, he did a he made a deal with Nike to put his logo that he designed on some of their Nike product. Okay. And all the while he was still putting this logo on his own product, even though he had a deal with Nike, it wasn't like there was any kind of exclusivity of this deal. Like he could still keep doing his own thing on the side that he's been doing since college. And uh, a little while later, Nike Filed an application for a copyright, and they had some language in there that was very misleading that stated that they basically created this logo. When that 100% was not the case, and Kawhi Leonard has proof of so. So, Dinger, would you say that Nike should have to forego any well money that they made um, so, or, make, so, or will make? So what I, so what I mean, I
1: feel like you skipped a, sti- uh, skipped a few steps because. It was in 2017 or 2018 when Nike, you know, took quote-unquote ownership of this logo. Well, that's when they took ownership of it, but 2011 is when he, Kawhi yeah. actually gave them so, permission so to so use yeah. it. So, basically a few things happened in between. Around 2014, 2015, if I'm not mistaken, Kawhi Leonard, you know, gave them the logo, and they decided they wanted to make a few changes, you know, to give it more of the the Nike look and – you know, they went back and forth. Koi Leonard, you know, denied a few of the of the copies that, that you know, were sent in. And he Coy Leonard eventually approved of one of them. And, you know, once his contract Nike contract started expiring, you know, Nike did like a sort of underhanded move to like where they're like, Oh, we own this now. Like it's this is our logo. And You know, Kawhi ends up signing with New Balance. I'm sure they offered him a better deal than Nike. And, you know, I think Kawhi Leonard fits the brand of New Balance, you know, a lot better than Nike. Yeah,
0: we spoke about that on this show. We spoke about that on this show. And, you know, I think it's just a scumbag
1: piece of shit move by Nike to, you know, just try to, for whatever reason, just try to, in spite of Kawhi Leonard for leaving for a different brand, for getting offered – you know, a deal or, you know, associating himself with a brand better to basically just say, oh, we own this logo now. We're going to sue you. And I think Kawhi Leonard is doing the right thing, growing some fucking balls and saying, fuck you, Nike. You know, this is just another, like, big corporation that's just trying to swing their fucking nine-inch-long sloop. 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 Uh, Trust me, I wouldn't know what that sounds like. I don't have one. But... But I'm I'm just saying, like, they're just trying to wave it around, just go, like, helicopter that shit in Kawhi Leonard's face. And Kawhi's like, I ain't taking that shit. I got a 10-inch helicopter, schlong. And, you know, I I think he's doing the right thing. I think Nike is just being a scumbag piece of shit. They're just trying to, you know, take more ownership. Clearly, Kawhi came up with this on his own, you know. I hardly have ever seen a Kawhi Leonard logo, so I don't really even know what it looks like. But I just... It looks like a
0: claw. Dang, It looks like a claw made out of the K and L initials with the number 2 incorporated into it. All right? So it's like KL2, because that's been his longtime number on uh, plenty of his past teams. So that is what his logo looks like.
1: Yeah, I'm looking. It actually, it actually fuck with it sort of hard, and you know, it. it, Yeah, it's fucking raw. No wonder it's just you know fucked up that Kawhi Leonard comes up with this logo on his own, and Nike decides that they want to take ownership of it.
0: Well, does he have any kind of trademark or copyright or whatever the fuck they do for logos? On that logo, if he does not, then I think it's fair game. He gave them an idea, and they
1: took it, and they made money off it. So what? Fuck you, Kawhi. I, you know, he brought them the logo. <laughs> Nike doesn't say anything when they're supposed to be, quote-unquote, partners with him. They take ownership of the a logo behind his back. Trust me. If, you know, in 2018, 2019, when his contract's, like, up, and they decide, hey, like, we just bought this logo now. You should sign with us. And they're trying to like, use that to you know get them to resign. That's fine, but when you're supposedly working with somebody, when you're still working with them to you know buy their logo and not really tell them and just say you own it now, I feel like that's like pretty scumbagging, you know definitely not something that as you know somebody that I'm supposed to be working with, somebody doing that to me, I, I, I just wouldn't like fuck with that at all. Imagine if we started selling a product, Jack, me and you, we were in, we were in business. And, you know, we're selling a product, and you come up with this dope-ass logo, and, you know, it has some, like, something that's, you know, original to you, and you show it to me, and, you know, midway through us working together, I decide, I'm buying this logo. This shit slaps, we're putting it on all our fucking fresh-ass shoes, are making millions and millions of dollars, and, you know you decide you want to branch out two years later. I didn't tell you I bought this logo and you want to incorporate this into your own brand and your own shoe. And I'm like, well, look at here, right here. I own this logo that you created and you put in all the work you put in all the effort into. And I didn't tell you when we were working together that I bought it. So now I own it. And you know, fuck you instead of, you know, after we start working together, I'm like, all right, like fuck this guy. Like he he wants to leave me. I'm going to buy his logo. He's an idiot and doesn't own it yet. Would you – what do you think's worse? Me underhandedly, when we're supposedly working together, buying it for myself to just try to use as future leverage? Or, you know, after things go south, I'd just be like, fuck this guy. You know, would you be happy in that situation if something that you created and you did all the legwork into and, you know, that we made millions of dollars off of together, um, you know, maybe I was bringing something else to the table, but, you know – this this logo slapped. You know, you came up with it on your own. It was your own intellectual property. And midway through us using this logo to make millions of dollars in merch, uh, I decided to not tell you and basically own create have ownership of it myself when it was your own original idea. I'd be fucking Or, off, or would way. you just be like, oh wow, I'm such an idiot. Like, fuck, like. Fuck dinger, but like you know, like he got me there. Like, you can make millions of dollars off this shit now. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone in
0: there No right shit. So Kawhi him. Leonard, poor
1: Kawhi Leonard, oh no, I should just take it in the ass from Nike. No, you should grow a sack and fucking stick up. You know, when you put yourself when well, you bottom, put yourself bottom, in Mar- their, their shoes, things get a lot different. Bone it, Jack.
0: That is true, but Dinger, what about what happened with Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook back in the day? What he do? He fucked them so the, in the ass
1: and he, stole their idea. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa! The whoa, whoa but the But This is the, the the is the difference. I didn't bring anything to the table in terms of the logo. What did, what did Mark Zuckerberg? He took an idea and he made it possible. They didn't have the coding wherewithal. They didn't have the fucking computer knowledge to create the website from scratch and make it what it is. Well, they he came, put in the they... legwork. He put in most of the work, which is why they sided with him. The value was created through Mark Zuckerberg's working, not those other guys. They got a little chump change on the fucking side because technically, yeah, it was their idea. And, you know, they didn't want to fight, so they just tossed him $40 million. Here you go. But... It doesn't seem like Nike's doing any of that where they're just like, oh, thanks for the logo, Kawhi Leonard. We own this shit now. Here's, you know, $4 million. Now go fuck off. Like, they're, they're basically not letting him use it and are saying, we own this shit now. Obviously, I get it. Like, you know, hostile takeovers and, you know, stealing people's ideas has been, you know, something that's gone as far back as Thomas Edison inventing the light bulb or John Carver just John Carver, you know, George Washington Carver, You know, discovering peanut butter. Like, the list goes on and on and on from, you know, things that other people have stolen or supposedly have stolen from an idea. But at the end of the day, the person who created it, the person who owned up to everything, should get the recognition. Does it always happen that way? No. But the Facebook situation is definitely a lot different because he didn't... He built Facebook. He, he didn't, you know, take the what wasn't just working for them and just, you know, made some changes to Facebook and then all of a sudden decided, oh, well, it's mine now. He took the name and the idea and I've... made it possible. He, that's all he stole was the name and the idea from the Winklehaus twin well, who became billiards either off Bitcoin. Way... Well, not anymore, but
0: <laughs> that's another story, but either way. The court sided was Zuck. Well, he was—he had to pay a fee. Because...
1: So yeah, maybe this whole trial turns out to where it's just like, "Ooh, well, Kawhi, you messed out. We what, what night?"
0: Yeah, like I—I I, I think that it's gonna be like, "Kawhi, you messed up. You should have fucking got your paper." Hello. Signed. Sorry. Oh, okay. Like, I can hear you, dinger. Sorry, I was speaking over you a little bit. But, yeah, like, I feel like Nike's just going to – they're going to have to maybe pay him some money. Or the courts is just going to be like, oh, sorry, Kawhi. Like, you messed up. You should have gotten your shit signed. Like, you should have gotten some paperwork done that they can't take your logo and that it's yours or done a copyright or something like that. We're going to – so, this, you know what? I think, I think we should that, just but,
1: call this but, topic how it is. You know, we'll each take our own decision, and then we'll bring on a, one of our good personal friends – who also happens to be a sports legal expert, onto the pod to, you know, discuss the options and, you know, give us the most probable outcome on the case and, you know, h- describe, you know, how he would approach it from Kawhi's side and, you know, how you approach it on Nike's side. And, you know, we'll get a, you know, good educated opinion from a law, a sports law professional, certified sports law professional to, you know, well, let's not let's let's not they're, say they're certified sports law professionals.
0: Tech, they, they are, are technically the sports
1: law. law professionals, and you know they everything they say should be taken a hundred percent as fact. And we'll bring them on. All right.
0: Well, we'll definitely do that. So let's pivot here, keeping it on the topic of the NBA. Let's talk a little bit about the finals because shit is getting a little a little scary here for the Warriors, honestly, with the. Clay he's showing some ailment the last game with his hamstring it looked like. Dinger, if Clay is out and they still don't have KD, do you At think Warner no. a shot?
1: Um personally I don't so KD has you know officially officially been ruled out for this game. All right. So, you know, KD's been ruled out. Obviously having him back would be a huge improvement. These games have been pretty close though. You know, it just come down who's made the play in crunch time, and you know Iguodala has shown that he's a clutch performer. Draymond Green's a clutch performer. You know, Steph really hasn't done it so much in the, his Finals history, but you know he's a superstar, and you know he's gonna he's gonna get his eventually, but. Personally, if Clay doesn't play, if Clay's not even at 75%, I think the Raptors steal game three. And I think we're heading back to Toronto at a 2-2 tied series with Toronto, you know, set up in place to take game number five. I do think Clay's going to play. Do I think he's going to be 100%? No. You know, I think he's going to be a little hampered. I think his minutes are going to be limited. And, you know, I don't really think his offensive ability is really going to be that hampered because even with him with a bum hamstring, you still got to guard him from three. You know, he can still wet that ship thing I'm worried about is people don't really, like, think about this when they think Klay Thompson. They just think, you know, he's a three-point flamethrower sniper from deep, you know, with the ability to, you know, put the ball on the floor a little bit and, you know, take a nice little jump shot and just make it with ease. But he is an elite defender, a great one-on-one defender. And, he, you know, he's been instrumental in guarding Kawhi this series, like, a lot of the time, you know, helping on that help defense you know, shutting down Fred Van Bleep or whoever it may be on the wing. And they're not going to get that with a bum hamstring. He's not going to be the defender that he is or wants to be. And, you know, I think it would be smart of him to, you know, sort of lay off, take it a little easy on that end of the court because you're going to be putting more strain on that hamstring when you're defending than when you – or, you know, diving for a loose ball, that type of shit than, you know, lining up, trying to get off a screen and shoot a three. So that's why I really think this is going to hurt him. I think he's going to play. He's a gamer. He doesn't miss games. He's a tough guy. Clay is easily one, of my, easily one of my favorite players in the league. I'm not a fan of the Warriors whatsoever, but Clay is one of those guys that you just really, really can't hate. He's just a guy that just wants to play, wants to win, doesn't care about the money that much, doesn't care about the accolades, doesn't care about getting the ball. He just wants to play ball.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I really do like Clay Thompson as a player. Uh, one of my favorite players in the Warriors, for sure. Um, but I definitely think that the Warriors could be in some trouble here if they don't have him on the, on the floor. Uh, as you said, I, I think we're in complete greens there, as much, much as the, the people out there are. I mean, it's a six-point spread for this game. I mean, Warriors at home, they're pretty lethal. But without Clay, I don't know. I think that line will be much closer if, if it hasn't shifted already. But you gotta you gotta side with the Warriors, I think, if they have Clay on the court at home, they're pretty good. They're one on one in the series. You, you you have to go with them, but um, I think they're definitely in in for some trouble if they do not have Clay and KD. It's it, it's just uh, plain and simple. But Dinger, one thing that I said before the series started on our last podcast was that Draymond yeah. Green was going to be an X factor, and that. He was going to go for a, a triple double do in game 1. What he do game lost. In a loss. In he a went loss. 10 10 in and 10. Triple double. In a loss. In a loss. In a yep. In a loss.
1: in a loss.
0: But he kept them close. Game 2. Game 2. Another triple double. I'm sorry, no, not another triple double. It was a double double with nine assists. Yeah, nine assists. So he had like 15, 12 and nine. Guy almost went for another triple-double. I told you guys that he's he's bringing his A game, and he is going to be the X factor of this team going forward. Last game, uh, Steph Curry started off, I believe, 0 for 7. He had four points going into the second quarter with four for five on free throws. He could not get his shot down. But he turned it on in the end.
1: Draymond was there keeping him in the game. There's something I want to say you know? about they Steph Curry. And, you know, I get it, he's small, so when he gets hit, he's gonna fucking, you know, you're gonna see it, you're gonna feel it, he's gonna fly. Like fly. That, that doesn't bother me. But a lot, I've been seeing him do this a lot where, you know, there there'll be a player, you know, running to the left, the clear left of him, you know, two feet to the left, and he'll stop, jump to the left in front of them in their own lane to draw a shooting foul. And they call it every time. And, you know, you hear you hear Stan uh, – yeah. I don't know if it's Stan Van Gundy, but it's Mike Van Gundy, one of the fucking Van Gundys on there, you know, and him and Mark Jackson are talking about it, and they bring on their, you know, fucking Steve whatever official guy who comes on and they're like, yeah, that shouldn't be a foul. Why does this shit keep happening? Like, like I get it if you're calling in a regular season game, you know, Golden State versus Sacramento. Like, nobody gives a fuck. The Warriors are going to win by 14 anyway. But, like, in the finals, like, those, that's just a fucking bullshit call. And, you know, getting those free throws definitely, get, you know, gives him some momentum, you know. Okay, like, I'm seeing the points flow on the board, you know. So, I
0: – Yeah, he's a 90-something-plus sure like percent in free league, throw. Like him and Rick Barry. So – Yeah, he was shooting, like, 93 94% this year. If you found – Yeah, he's and I, I, I just think it's sort of
1: bullshit, you know. Like, I get the whole don't get in the shooter space – And, you know, I get a little bit, you know, the Dwayne Wade jumping forward into a guy who's, you know, sort of, you know, has momentum to go in you anyway. But a dude who's running to the side of you and you jumping into the side of them to draw contact, like, get the fuck out of here. And Steph gets it all the time, which is, you know, yeah, bullshit refs here and there, but it's also a testament to his basketball IQ. If he keeps getting called for it, he's going to keep doing it. And that's a free two points for him. So, I mean, I'm not going to blame him for it. I'm just going to blame, you know the league and, you know, them not picking up onto it at the highest level of the game.
0: Hey, I mean, we had this discussion, and I feel like it's like along the same lines when we were talking about James Harden. You live and die by that bullshit flopping your legs out in the air, and it cost them the series, in one of them, or it cost them the game in their series. I would not be surprised if it came down to the wire and Curry decided to do this bullshit ass jump to the left or jump straight into someone, whatever he does, and he and he doesn't get the call, and it costs him. I would not be surprised if that happened. Wouldn't that be like a full circle character <laughs> arc, complete yep. moment for the NBA?
1: Okay. Character arc, it would be like some game of its own
0: shit. <laughs> but yeah, um, I definitely think that this series is completely up in the air. Um, Warriors need to watch out. Toronto's been hot. And, you know, with all the injuries that have been happening with the Warriors, anything can really happen here. Dang all it right. well, it, it you really know, is anyone serious. I think we
1: got our picks. You're on the Warriors game three. I'm on the Raptors game three. And, you know, I think we should call an episode. You got any mm-hmm. final thoughts, Jack?
0: Um, no, you know, uh, actually, for our listeners out there, um, we've been getting a lot of uh, submissions in like oh I want to come on the pod. I want to talk about this. I want to talk about that. Hit us up in our DMs yeah. and tell us why you should be on the pod. We ain't we we don't hand out no free seats on this show because you know we 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 talk about all the stuff that people are afraid to talk about. You got to be ready to talk about whatever we throw at you.
1: So if you want to be on this pod yeah, you better and, be you with know, some tough guy shit right? Tim? Especially summer coming around the the tone of The podcast is going to change a little bit. We're going to get a little crazy. We're going to talk about, you know, some wild shit. Churboy is, you know, going to be in Europe for about two weeks. So we're going to have a fill-in surprise guest filling in.
0: Yeah. Well, this is a surprise to me already. Yeah. yeah, I I, I sort of just thought
1: about it right now that I'm not going to really have the best cell phone connection. I'll be on some uh, shitty-ass Swedish Wi-Fi Ja. Well, that's more German, but you get the gist. So we'll be having a surprise guest on. Mm -hmm. Jack doesn't even know who it is. I don't even know who it is, but it's going to be great. So you might as well tune in. Um, But, you know, the tone of the podcast is going to change. We're going to do some, you know, crazy-ass shit, get get in some more topics, you know. Basically, you know, put some shit on Instagram, you know. As, like, y'all, the viewers, can, you know, choose, like, oh, do we want Dinger and Jack to talk about this? Or do we want them to talk about, like, a unicorn zombie apocalypse? Like, so, you know. Well, I I don't know about all
0: that. We're, we're, that's no, all to be determined, Dinger. Dinger. That's no, all to be determined. It may or may not be happening. Uh it, you know as we know, Dinger.
1: Yeah, I, go. I got one more so final up here. And you know, let, let, we got a, We got we got a weekend oh, with geez, the boys got, this dear? weekend, and you know, um, you know, I've been hearing a little bit of a uh, you know shade coming down my way. I just wanted to let young shitty Vic let him know that I'm about to slap around on the course of my two inch pecker. You know, schlong doesn't really work with two inches, but I'm about to I'm about to <laughs> <laughs> slap him in the face. All Around the goddamn course, so yo, keep your head on a swivel, boy. But
0: bet, bet, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Fuck, Vic. All right, everybody, thank you for listening, thank you for tuning in. This was totally uncalled for. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at TUF Podcast, and tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all your major podcasting platforms. Mm-hmm. I'm Jack Dinger. Good Say, night. Mm-hmm. Say good night, peace I'm a out. Tough guy.